0: the
1: turnbuckle podcast back! with andy and parker give me a hell yeah welcome everybody to the hit in the turnbuckle podcast i am your host andy burrows and this is our clash at the castle review show I'm joined, as always, by my good friend and tag team partner, Mr. Parker Hamlet. Parker, how are you, brother?
0: You know, I, we were saying glorified house show. I, I still feel that way in a sense. But, man, that that was overall just an exhilarating ride start to finish. Uh, what was it, 35 years since they've been uh, o- o- over there in the UK, which is crazy to think about. You saw all the video packages and everything. But, man, Andy, I, a lot of really interesting stuff coming out of that show. Polarizing main event. Uh, Gunther and Sheamus absolutely killed each other. And, you know, overall, just a really good, you know, day of wrestling, good weekend of wrestling. Uh, but, yeah, let's get into it.
1: Yeah, we it has been a really good weekend of wrestling. And what about, we have someone on the show today who was actually at Clash at the Castle, a good friend of mine. Uh, we'll get into the story how we met later. My good buddy, Adam Cousins. Adam, how are you, man? I'm good. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, no problem, man. So, uh, Adam, let's, let's kick it off, my man. You were there uh, in Cardiff. <laughs> Last yep. night we sit here recording this on Sunday uh, evening UK time, Sunday afternoon for Parker. Um, how was the Clash at Castle experience? Like Parker said, there the last time it was here it was thirty odd years ago. I was age twelve at Wembley Stadium, sitting row nine. Got a little hand slap off Brett the Hitman Hart, little claim to fame there. But how was it for you, brother? Because like Parker <laughs> well, said, man, it looked it looked unreal on TV, and I knew that my, that my the English card weren't going to let me down. And boy, oh boy, they never did.
2: Yeah, I think I think to quote The Rock, it was electrifying. Um, yeah, I mean, like you, Andy, I was at SummerSlam '92 myself. Um, actually, had hair back in those days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I had a bulldog wig on. Actually, <laughs> um, funnily enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, last night was just. I think, I think it's been waiting for for so long, and I was kind of hoping that the fans wouldn't disappoint, and they didn't. Um, from serenading Seth Rollins to singing Edge's theme song um, to not having a clue why Tyson Fury was singing at the end Um, just wondering if they're still on the air when he was doing it (laughs) Um, uh, yeah it was just a really great event for me I I, I kind of agree with Parker in a sense It, it did sort of feel like a glorified house show but it did have that pick fire feel as well Mm-hmm. Um, especially you know, the gun for Sheamus and the and
0: match the, quality was, was, yeah. was through the roof.
2: I think match quality was paper, was pay per view level for sure. There was a couple of matches that I think it's even the six man women's at the start just fell a bit flat for me personally. Um, just because it just felt like it was a bit hit and miss. And Lib and Shayna was,
1: mm-hmm. I, that was mm, terrible,
2: yeah. I wasn't a fan, I'm not really been a fan of, I mean, Liv works hard, you can see that, but. I don't think she's championship material, to be quite honest with you. But um, other than that, though,
1: yeah, fans were electric all like, night. Great show. <clears throat> yeah, most definitely. Parker, just before we break down the matches, what did you make of it, obviously? you know you get to see it all the time over there my man but the uk crowds are renowned worldwide for being crazy us canada obviously the american crowd see it week in week out but the uk guys and i can vouch this personally now adam can we've been to wrestling shows together um it's just crazy over here when wwe comes over and hopefully we'll get to experience it with aw uh, later this year or the beginning of next year what did you make of the whole experience parker and do you think it's something that they should do again
0: Oh, it's definitely going to happen again. Was, I mean, the, the crowd was insane. I mean, I hit you up pretty pretty early on. I mm-hmm. mean, you, you felt the crowd like almost completely hijack the initial segment uh, with Bailey, Io, uh, Sky, and uh, Dakota Kai versus uh, Bianca Belair, Asuka, and Alexa Bliss. I mean, just off rip, that was a 60,000 plus crowd just going absolutely crazy. and. WWE capitalized off this, man. I mean, this was a very well-advertised event. And even though it was kind of a glorified house show, at the end of the day, I I still feel like it delivered in regards to match quality, like Adam just said. And I couldn't imagine being there. I mean, I got goosebumps watching the Edge's intro. You know, he had the whole mask on and everything. And, you know, just hearing 60,000-plus sing Metalinga, Seth Rollins' theme song, I mean – Overall, I feel like a pay-per-view is only as good as its main event. And I think this main event delivered, uh, really. I mean, you know, obviously we expect this stuff out of Drew, right? I mean, this guy's a made man, whether he won the uh, the undisputed title or not. And, uh, you know, they kind of tease us with the whole broken dreams thing. You know, I, as far as the ending of the pay-per-view, uh, I, I love that they're continuing the the Bloodline storyline. I, I I thought they were far from finished. I never saw Drew coming out on top. As far as the whole Tyson Fury singing at the end kind of thing, <laughs> I kind of to get y'all's opinion on that because, I mean, obviously different cultures. I mean, th- this may have been like a, a, a normal thing over at the UK, but like, how did you guys perceive that? Uh, obviously, they were still on air at the end.
1: I uh, yeah, I don't even know if they knew they were on air because Drew got the microphone, didn't he? He was like, are we still on air? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> yes. It was uh, Yeah, it, that was the only thing that kind of let it down to the end. It kind of whimpered off the air instead of the big razzmatazz, yeah. you know, when the logo comes up, the WWE logo, and you've got Roman Reigns standing in the ring. Instead, we had um, Tyson Fury singing Sweet Caroline. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Uh, what quite was going on? what What did the crowd make of it that were there, Adam?
2: There was a bit of confusion. Um, Like, again, we were probably kind of wondering if it was still on the air. Um, as well um, I would have much preferred the ending to have sort of been you know, Solo, Sokola and Roman in the ring standing tall because that was how it was I think me and Andy had a joke off air that probably the only reason Socola David was it was the only USO that could get into the country because of the uh, you know, issues and <laughs> USOs are uh, in terms of the <laughs> drink driving issues um, but yeah, I, I didn't get it. for me, I like a preview to go off the air that, with a little bit of a sort of anti-climatic way because it makes you want to watch the next show um, mm-hmm. I know it's, you know yeah, it is what it is. Tyson Fury was there. He got involved, knocked out Austin Fury. I think one of my friends was sitting two rows behind Tyson
0: Fury. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I swear, that took me out. I, I got, you got to give Hunter credit because, like, dialing back to SummerSlam, he finds a way to throw theories in these matches or yeah. in, in these main events and then just finds a way to just take them out almost simultaneously. They, they, were, mm.
2: they were saying, though, that the actual shot that he hit, uh, Austin, we've actually connected. <laughs> oh, no you, doubt. You, you could hear the connection. I think it was more of a forearm or than a punch because of the way you threw it. But apparently it really did. It actually did connect to Austin and Theory. he's up too. It
0: was, yeah. it hilarious
1: I feel sorry the for Theory because when he eventually does cash in, he's probably not going to win the title. Well, it depends who he cashes it in on. But, you know, Roman, in my opinion, we're going to get on to this in a minute. Roman Reigns is going to be champion up until at least WrestleMania now. So Theory could have another five or six um, no, we, Andy, and, Andy, Andy, getting... we
0: know what's gonna happen did you see that video package i i know adam saw the video package they already know who who's winning that title okay and it was yeah. well it almost took away from drew a little bit what do you guys think about that cody Rhodes video package and vignette before the main event yeah,
1: yeah. i think Co- cody tweeted out as well uh, a little something he put the clash of the Cast on the little eye emojis so he knew something was coming up i think it's all set up for Cody to win uh, to win the title and Roman to ride off into the Hollywood sunset for a little while and not be seen for maybe a year or two. I think that's the plan. But Adam and obviously, you, you know, you've seen the the Cody video package. Obviously, me and Parker have got into the whole Cody Rhodes WWE thing. I think I think he's destined to be the man that takes the title off Roman Reigns. Right?
2: He will. It won't. It won't be at WrestleMania though. No, um, that'll be
1: The Rock finding, man.
2: I I the Rock will get the him next night. On,
1: the next night on Raw, maybe.
2: No, I think Roman might even drop before Mania. I think roman may drop at the rumble or or you know when they do like a a rumble winner and he takes the shot early or something like that Mm um cody's definitely winning the titles or they should really stop the unified titles by then i still as i said we we said off air and i said i don't get why they they've unified the titles and given it to then given the new contract to the unified to unify champion and have him part-time as well that the the networks must be like putting their hair out over there but um (laughs) In terms of, you know, Cody, Cody's definitely winning it. It's just a, when he's going to return. Personally, I think it will be Survivor Series or Rumble that he will come back.
0: I, and then... You know, and, and I, I, I want to say, the unifying of the titles definitely hurts a certain product or, or USA <clears> Network in some capacity. But I do feel like what we're seeing with Gunther them trying to elevate these mid-card yeah. titles. I think a Gunther match in 6 months time if they if they play this right could be just as big of a deal as a WWE title yeah, match. Yeah, absolutely. If yeah. they play their cards right.
2: I was watching an interview with Ariel Hawani in Triple H before Clash and they was and he they literally Erik Ohani literally made that point about how the first thing he done was actually started making the undercard titles actually mean something. And I mm. think if you've got Roman that's not going to be there. You know, he's not even advertised for extreme rules. I think he's next. If when he's defending next is a Saudi show in November,
1: so God, another uh, another another Saudi show. (laughs) We we have to wait thirty five years. They get like five a year. (laughs) Goldberg needs a
0: paycheck, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Goldberg's got to pay that heating bill, bro. Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
2: Um, so I think, um, yeah, it, it will be a case of elevating those tiles to make them mean something can have in someone like Gunther as the, um you know, I mean, that, that match yesterday was just
1: unbelievable. Oh yeah. Let's get into that, man. I mean, Adam, <laughs> that, everyone's saying that going to win match of the year. I mean, what did you make of it from being in, I was watching on TV and I was like, wow, this is, this is incredible. I don't know that the atmosphere was coming through the TV screen. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't think that would be a great match and it completely went a 180 on me. Uh, what amazing. One of the best matches I've seen so, in WWE in a long I, time.
2: I would disagree. I, I I loved it, and I thought it was going to be as good as it was. The one thing I would say that they did do, which I've been to WrestleManias in the States, and having them closing the roof mm-hmm. in Wales yeah. made a massive difference because normally when you're in WrestleMania, it's an open stadium. And although you can hear the pops, and they do get loud. Obviously, air travels up, right? So mm-hmm. you don't hear it. Last night, that match for me, you could hear Gunther's chops from where I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they would just like, I mean, sometimes I can only compare it to like big show when he would like shisha and then slap him across the chest, <laughs> but them to um, them to money. I could watch them all day because it's a bit of old school. So, and again, we, we sort of spoke a little bit off fair that I'm very much an old school fan in terms of how, how I like a match to flow. I don't like 58s high spots and then, you know, 28 super kicks we'll probably get into young bucks later, but, um, I like those matches where you've got those high spots where you've got those big
1: spots placed in matches. But this one was just an absolute banger. Mm, yeah. Parker, what did you make of the shameless gunfer match?
0: Just an old school two just brutes beating the hell out of each other, just slug fast. And they gave them just the right amount of time. They gave it the big match feel. And, you know, Adam, I, I think Andy's a minority on this because I think everybody expected, at least everybody I knew, expected this match to be as good as it was. I mean, yeah. Sheamus, you know, very slowly becoming one of the best workhorses in the business, definitely one of the toughest. I mean, this guy during the Thunderdome was one of the best heels in the business, in yeah. my opinion. And just, you know, obviously, you know, say what you want about his little fight club thing he's got going on. But then today, the Sheamus is a great worker. And, you know, obviously, Gunther, I, I don't know about you guys, but when they rolled out with Imperium, I was really hoping. He was going to announce that he was Walter again. Uh, that was yeah. probably the only thing <laughs> about this entire yeah. thing that I was disappointed about. Because, I mean, just think about the match structure. Gunther just absolutely whooped Sheamus's ass. Sheamus had the, the traditional babyface comeback. There was kind of a, a, some sloppy exchanges with the power bombs near mm. the end. But overall, I mean, the story was just... Two just guys at the top of their game just beating the absolute piss out of each other. And uh, you could tell the U.K. crowd appreciated. Obviously, you guys have a very distinct style over there. Um, If anybody doesn't believe that, go watch NXT UK. Very different in, in, in variation in regards to what you're seeing in the ring. But overall, man, I mean, that's a match of the year contender. Um, I think anybody says otherwise, didn't watch it all the way through. So, I, to me, it lived up to the hype.
1: Oh, 100%. I mean, what do you guys think now? What happens? You know, I think, like Adam says, the Intercontinental title is becoming more – Relevant now, it's finally getting defended on shows again. It's finally having some relevance, and that's all down to Gunther. And obviously, Triple H knows that. Like Adam says, we haven't, we can't, we can't rely on Roman Reigns. It's a lot like um, AEW done for a little while. They had to rely on the tag team division. WWE are going to have to rely on the lower titles to kind of elevate their shows where Roman Reigns isn't going to be around. I think he's always going to be mentioned because obviously you've got the Usos now, and you've got you know all the all the stuff going on with them. But where do you think they go with the IC belt now, Adam?
2: Yeah, I mean it has to. I I need Gunther to have a lengthy run. I don't want it where you know he has it for a, a piss break and then loses it to the next call up, or you know I don't want somebody say someone coming that next week or something from NXT or or Triple H, you know, boy to come out and do it. He needs a you know a lengthy run maybe to Mania or something like that. You know, just because he and he can pull off quality matches against pretty much anybody. I mean, if you watched his match with uh, Butch or Pete Dunne, as we know, and by the way, hence the reference Pete Dunne, he was wearing a lot of Pete Dunne uh, outfits.
1: Good man. Um,
2: So that's uh, maybe a change on the horizon for our good friend Butch. Um, But if you watch um, the matches with him and NXT UK, Butch is obviously a lot smaller. He's more of a cruiserweight size, but them two had just as good a match, maybe even better than what him and Sheamus did. So it's... For Gunther, I think he's a guy you could just put in a ring. I suppose the only ones that I would say he may not necessarily struggle with, but if you had someone like a Kane or someone like that, maybe like an Omos, mm-hmm. um, maybe not that's part, but anybody else you could just throw him in. But yeah, maybe give him a till Mania, give it a bit of prestige, put a bit of shine on it, and then let someone take it off him. Then,
1: yeah, no, no, true, man. I agree. I think I'm, I'm glad that they're. Finally pushing him, and he's getting you know, he's he, the way he's, he's turned his career around complete 180 from when he is originally in uh mm. with WWE. But um, I think it know. went
2: through a phase of Vince giving up on him like he was doing mm. every he was a flavor of the month for five seconds, and then Vince yeah. decided, I don't want him anymore.
1: Yeah, you can list god knows how many superstars that he's done that to yeah. in the, over the years, man. But um, Parker, what did you make of the <laughs> Seth Rollins uh match? Me and Adam were talking, we had a little chat before we started recording. Um, obviously, they've got actual beef there behind camera. Uh, they can't stand each other. And we were talking, me and Adam, before uh, you joined the call. Um, that sometimes makes the greatest matches uh, um, I gave me and Adam, uh, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. Couldn't stand each other. Probably had some of the best matches I've ever seen in the history of professional wrestling. We haven't seen some of them matches. You're on the WWE Network and watch any Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels match. 60-minute Ironman match. Uh, unbelievable. Go and watch anything like that. But, Parker, what did you make of Seth Rawlings, uh, uh match at... Clash at the Castle. I thought it was one of the better ones of the night. I thought it was a really good. I thought they'd done it really well.
0: Oh, man. I You know, I expected a lot out of that match, too. Um, I'm, I'm going to dial back on Gunther for a second, though. I, I agree with Adam. You got to let that guy hold onto the belt as long as possible. Uh, there's plenty of guys on SmackDown who deserve the rubs. Mad Cat Moss. Just let him have a stranglehold on this title. And then I say give it give it to Drew McIntyre. Let let Drew win it kind of a a mid card title, kind of build his prestige up a little bit more. I mean, obviously he's not winning the main state title anytime soon. But yeah, the, the longer Gunther is intercontinental champion, the better. But Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle. Obviously, man, w- what a red piping hot segment on Monday Night Raw between those two guys. Didn't even tell – you couldn't really tell what was real and what wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, everybody is very uh, well-educated on their backstage heat. Two guys that I really didn't think were going to work together at any point. But Triple H, you know, that's, that's Seth's boy. Definitely did not surprise me to see Seth come out on top here. I personally love the finish, the Avalanche curb stomp. To me, yeah. Riddle came across as the desperate – uh let i let my emotions get the best of me baby face and you know you have a lot of people here saying oh well, riddle shouldn't have shouldn't have taken the loss here i mean l- let's just sit here and do the numbers I, seth's lost god knows how many matches over the span of the last two three months Put this Cody was always over. gonna be mm. yeah this was always gonna be seth's match to win and uh i think seth really dialed into it i really like the shit talk in the ring too uh Matt Riddle can go, and anybody that doesn't think that Matt Riddle can go, uh, this match is was a great showcase for him. Some of the sequences, some of the countering, they're hitting each other's moves on each other. Two of the best young superstars, in my opinion, in the WWE, kind of going full tilt. And Obviously, I don't know about you guys, but I think this is just the beginning of this.
1: Oh, geez, yeah, I think this storyline, they've now got uh, just like, uh, I'm glad. I'm kind of glad Vince is in here now because he would fuck this up royally. And, oh, yeah. you know, it probably put them on a contract on a pole match or you know, something <laughs> stupid like you know what I mean. I'm glad Triple H is here now, and hopefully they run with this. Hopefully we see on uh, Raw um, tomorrow night. Hopefully they carry on and they this feud goes on. I, I could see them doing this again, and you know, backstage he he can create some great matches. Like I said, a minute ago with Brett and Sean and Adam will testify to this. Some of the matches we watched in the past, some of the best matches are when they have genuine heat. But um, I thought the match was brilliant. I thought the the way that and the crowd, Adam, What the, what was the atmosphere like during that match for you that were there? Cause my God, again, watching on TV, and obviously I've been to that stadium many times to watch football games. I've been there with the roof open. I've been there with the roof closed. And I, to your point earlier, I think it's, it, they, A, they made a great call closing the roof because it was pouring down with rain a lot of the time yesterday. So I'm glad they closed the roof. Um, shock, it was raining in England. But um, the atmosphere come across amazingly well on TV. So God knows what it was like for you. You know, it was,
2: I was saying I said it before, Seth had the audience on an orchestra. Mm. And I think it takes a special talent to be able to do that anyway. I can only think of a few off the top. I My mean, like the rock have the can have the audience in the palm of his hand, so to speak. Bray Wyatt's another one that can do it. Uh Seth can just, yeah. I mean, it it was just as good watching it live. The fans were, although they were pro-riddle, they were also just singing Seth's theme as, as you do. Um, but to make a point on it, I think Seth also came out in and interviewed before again with Eric Hawani and said that. Obviously, they was meant to have a match at SummerSlam, and they made it out that uh, Riddle wasn't medically cleared, and that was actually the influence of Triple H. So mm-hmm. it touches on your point about if Vince was going to mm-hmm. had control of this, we'd probably be talking about it in another way, you know, another way. But in terms of them two and match quality, it's never in doubt with them two guys.
1: <clears throat> no, one of the definitely one of the matches of the night, and another good match. And I didn't think I'd enjoy it as much as I did was the Ray Mysterio Edge uh match i mean parker what did you make of that obviously we've got the whole ending there uh dominic mysterio doing an eddie guerrero remember when eddie turned on mm-hmm. uh yeah. you know when uh, eddie turned on ray all the ago. It's exactly the same way they've done it exactly the same clothesline for those that don't know i thought that was very uh that was a little nod to uh to eddie guerrero there cool. but parker what did you uh what did you make of the whole uh edge and now dominic mysterio uh turning hill i
0: don't know about you guys but ever since triple h has assumed control. Full creative control, as he told uh, Ariel, Ariel Helwani. I, I've been very intrigued to see what he was going to do with this Judgment Day Mysterio storyline. And mm-hmm. it seems now they're trying to actually give Dominique a character, which is something that he was lacking. Um, he, he was the human embodiment, I mean, quite literally, of, of just Ray's little kid. And, you know, it's understandable in some instances, but at the same time, it when you, build, when you struggle to build an identity as a performer, you're not going to really you know, build much of a rapport with the crowd. And that's what Dominic has been struggling with. You could say some of it's in ring too, but I love the reaction. I love the callback like you'd already mentioned. That was a nice little nugget right there. And you know, I I, I really want to see where they go with this. I love watching Judgment Day just laugh their asses off in the ring. Uh Edge and uh Mysterio obviously him and Ray have have some history. They they called back to that. I thought the mask in the intro was absolutely hilarious. That really cracked me up. But just overall just a really fun match. I you know it, I feel like Finn's still a little bit out of place in Judgment Day, but I do feel like w- with Triple H kind of at the helm now, he is trying to kind of help them circumvent all of the chaos that's kind of led up to this point. I mean, Edge mentioned it in the in the promo package, you know, the few months you guys were under my wing. I mean, it makes you wonder what would have happened <laughs> if, the, if this group was actually able to, like, you know, organically grow. And now they're just kind of trying to have ha- make the best of it. And overall, I just thought it was really fun.
1: Yeah, no, I thought, it was a, I thought it was a fun match. I mean, I'm hoping that, again, who knows where this is going to go. And I, I'm glad that Dominic's kind of out, of, not out of Ray's shadow because he's now obviously going to be involved in the storyline with him. But let him go and do his own thing. You know what I mean? Let him let him see what he can do on his own. And I think that's quite important to see what he can do. But, um, Adam, where would you like to see this storyline go now?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I
1: in- initially like
2: the Judgment Day. Uh, I still do. <laughs> Um, I, I heard about they were meant to be getting some sort of superpowers. and I was like, here we go again. Bruce Pritchard and Vince having their way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but with the Dominic thing, um, it was coming, but it was still a good shock at the end because obviously they'd won the match. I kind of thought he was going to cost them the match maybe. Mm-hmm. So to have him kick edge in the nuts. And then uh, and, and the shock factor, the crowd paid a part of it as well because yeah, you got those shocked faces on camera that WWE like to put on there. And as the, yes, you said, a nod to Eddie. Um, Judgment Day, I love Judgment Day. I think you know someone like Damian Priest, who I think he uh, Ring of Honor was. I think he was Punisher, Was he Punisher or the Punisher? Yeah, Punisher. Or something and right? Punisher. Punisher, yeah. Punisher yeah. yeah, And I remember I remember watching Ring of Honor show over here, and uh, or not necessarily over here, but Ring of Honor show a few Ring of Honor shows of him on it, and I thought he was extremely talented. I thought he'd be better off with Edge, just because Edge has got that bit of you know a bit more older and give a bit more advice. But Finn Balor, who's He's always been on the periphery. And I know sometimes you can class that to injuries because obviously he won the universal title, separated his shoulder in that match and had to drop it. And ever since then, he's kind of been sort of, here I am, then I'm going to job every week and then I'm going to come back and have a bit of a, a run and then he loses again. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what that, but I love Rhea Ripley's part in this. Mm. And I
1: think that cannot be deterred away from Ray. And- She's a modern day China. Yeah. In my opinion. She's a modern day China. For she's uh, the bro-
0: she, yeah, she. You can't take your eyes off of her. I mean, she's the focal point at this point, in my yeah. opinion.
1: Mm, she is Definitely. a modern. She is a modern
2: day. China. She's a modern day China that can probably actually wrestle a bit better. That's not the no rest doubt. So you know, <laughs> but, um, yeah, Rhea's yeah. fantastic. I love Rhea.
1: And yeah, just... no. Uh, while we're talking about Rhea Parker, let's get on to the women's division a little bit. Obviously, we had you know, we had the whole Bailey thing, and <laughs> I thought it was quite funny. Adam, when the crowd chant, done the 2015 chant, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, Bailey sent out a funny tweet today. But uh, I just want to get your opinion, Parker. In the women's division post Cash of the Castle, now Charlotte Flair's is due to come back any week now. I think for those that watch the WWE documentary with Stone Cold, that's going to happen anytime now. Uh, I think they need it because if, uh, if you watch SmackDown last week, just don't ever let Ronda Rousey near a microphone, please. For the <laughs> love of God, I mean, if, if anyone's listening to this, uh, you know, for WWE, please don't let Ronda Rousey near a I, microphone. I, but
2: uh, it's, I think it, Adam Pierce gave her a bit oh of a lesson how to car promo though. Didn't I he, know <laughs> when, you,
1: when you're getting out promoed by Adam Pierce, you know what I mean, but uh. Parker, where, do, where does WWE now go with the women's division? We've talked about AEW for uh, length on their women's division. For me, WWE's women's division need to really up their game.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I, I disagree with Adam. I really liked what I saw to Liv Morgan yesterday. I thought she oh. put on a decent match with Shayna Baszler. I, I understand why people are a little bit critical of Liv. Um, they kind of put her in the ring with two women that just definitely exploit her weaknesses in a sense. And, you know, that shouldn't really happen with a person like Shayna Baszler, even though Shayna is still relatively green to the business. Shayna is still somebody who should be able to you should be able to go in there and have a pretty steady match with, which, you know, in my opinion, it was still pretty entertaining. Um, I, I, I like Liv Morgan's reign so far. I think that they're just setting her up to face. Charlotte, I, I, you pretty much hit the nail on the head with that. Uh, that woman division uh, in, in on SmackDown definitely needs a shot in the arm. And I think that's what Charlotte Flair is going to be. She took her time off, got married, andrade's grabbing her butt on Twitter. Uh, it's t- time for her to time for her to get back on the sticks, and I and I think that's going to be a really defining um feud for Liv Morgan. Uh, we're we're kind of seeing Liv Morgan develop as a champion right before us. Something tells me though, we're not done with uh Liv and uh Rhonda. Uh, I, I hope I'm wrong, but you know I could easily see this being thrown into a triple threat between Shane and Ronda and Liv and Liv just squeaking out a babyface win because obviously it doesn't really matter who you pin or how you pin them. You know, that, That'd be the easiest way to protect everybody involved. It makes me wonder if they want to kind of do Charlotte and Liv a little bit further down the line. But if they rolled out with that this Friday, that certainly would not surprise me either. You're going to have some people complaining about uh, Bianca Belair being pinned uh by Bailey and her goons who which by the way the group still doesn't have a name don't really know why um but I loved it uh I I think it gave their group some authenticity and I think that was the first time Bianca Belair has been pinned like that on WWE programming this year Mm -hmm. and you know I I gotta say Bianca you know we're sitting (laughs) here talking about Rhea uh I feel like Bianca in ring has been their probably their best worker this year. I mean, she's busted her ass. She's had the main main event spotlight in multiple facets. And I think she's knocked out of the park every single time. And I remember watching her back in NXT and I was like, man, if WWE pushes her out the right way and, you know, and, and and they stay consistent, this one, this one can be special. And I, it's awesome to see Bianca Belair kind of come to fruition. Um, Obviously, her, her and Bailey have some pretty deep-rooted history, and I continue that to play out on Monday Night Raw. So, I, you know, I definitely think that the women's division could do better, but I think the women held their own on that card last night, and I think that they have enough going on, you know, kind of in the fray to keep everybody invested in some capacity.
1: Mm, yeah, definitely. I mean, if they've got any sense as well, when Becky Lynch comes back, uh, they need to go back to the man, Becky Lynch. Uh, that was <sighs> Thank God. That was uh, – they need to I'm, – I'm hoping that's the next move from Triple H because, for me, that was printing cash. And it had eyes on the division when, you know, it they, they weren't really. And everyone wanted to know, you know, she was main event in pay-per-view. She was main event in Raw's. That They had, and I don't know why Vince decided to go, do you know what? Ah, screw this. Let's go in a completely different direction. Let's put her in some shit outfits. You know, Vince McMahon, in a nutshell, that was, he. you know, he went a bit batshit crazy the last five or six years. And I'm glad now the Triple H is finally, it, you know, you can tell that this is a completely different uh, organization now the way that they're running it on camera off camera I think I think Triple H is taking the WWE not back to the glory days I'm not going to say that yet but it's it like Adam said earlier you know we're we're very much old school wrestling fans and I'm kind of getting that vibe at the minute from WWE that they're kind of turning towards the old school style of way of booking and the old school way of doing things and I I hope long it long it continues but um overall Adam if you had to give last night's show a grading what would you give it? I uh, have 10, probably an eight, eight and a half. Um,
2: mm-hmm. But just
1: touch on the women's
2: division. Do not forget, you can bank on Sasha tomorrow, potentially.
1: Uh, raw? And
2: uh, I, I would think so. And maybe Naomi. Um, I know they've already
1: signed, and it's just a case of... Bray Wyatt's bit. apparently signed, Braun Strowman signed. So uh, Bray, yeah.
2: Wyatt, Bray Wyatt, yeah, I heard that he's also got an offer from... Um, Who was the old writer? Was it Freddie Prince Jr.? He was creating a. Pretty, yeah, that was a, pretty a pretty much, really weird yeah.
0: story. Kind of just out of left field. Yeah, he's
2: he's got a, he's got he's offered Bray money, uh, Bray, and like Triple H hit the nail on the head with Bray Wyatt. His creative mind can be too much.
1: Yeah, he has, um, to, he has to calm him down a little got bit. Got
2: to know. Yeah, I mean, the fiend was one of those things where it would have been great in the Attitude Era when mm-hmm. you had, like, Cain firing things out of nowhere and, you know, and you had Mankind... Imagine him
1: against the Ministry of Darkness.
2: Yeah, or you had Mankind jumping off roofs and, and things like that. You know, um I I don't get how The Fiend works in this era mm. because he would need to be more special attraction than any... Because you watch that Hell in the Cell with Rollins when he literally, like... Yeah, you need know, got his head cut off. You know, at the end, <laughs> you know, they, and it's like, how can you book someone that? Because obviously, the Undertaker was the only one that was really impervious to pain when he started back in the nineties. And obviously, in the end, he they found a the way. He was the, initially it was the urn, wasn't it? Someone took the urn mm-hmm. away, and he he, you know, he died and all that stuff. But yeah, the fiend, I, if he comes back, I would I would like to have him like a Free faces, maybe a bit like Foley had of cactus man, kind of do Love that's actually so a good maybe, idea. So maybe Wyatt family. Um, oh, I can't remember what, the, the fiend and. I don't know. One of his other mad things he's got the fire fun fire house, house. The fun house. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, Something like that.
1: Yeah. No, I mean uh, Parker Braun Strowman apparently has resigned as well. What did you make of that?
0: I love that, you know, I I feel like some guys are just made for WWE and he should wear that with a badge of honor. I mean, obviously one of the most well compensated people before Vince had to pay off his hush money and it was deservingly so (laughs) because, you know, if you you sit there and watch it, I mean, he was just running ranch up on on Monday Night Raw, just kicking everybody's ass and they fumbled the bag on him. I'm actually excited. to see what Triple H is going to do with a character like Braun Strowman. It's going to be kind of like him being born again in a sense, really. I mean, you know, we're not going to be talking about him fighting Shane McMahon. It's awesome to see – it's awesome to know, that because like I said, it's confirmed that Braun's showing up, that uh, we're going to finally be able to see somebody push Braun the way he needs to be pushed. Because I don't know about you guys, but there are multiple times where WWE should have pulled the trigger. For me, when he fought Lesnar at No Mercy 2018, should have been it. I mean, you just had this guy look like a chump on multiple occasions. I mean, and I just mentioned the Shane McMahon uh, uh, feud. I don't know if you guys remember the baseline for that. Shane's bullying me. (laughs) That was literally the storyline. That big-ass dude, Braun Strowman, was getting bullied by Shane McMahon. And his very expensive shoes. So I'm, I'm very excited <laughs> to see what you know Triple H is going to do with Braun Strowman back. I think Braun Strowman should have never left WWE. So I think it's a great move for WWE overall. And I'm, I'm very excited to see what they're going to do with him coming back.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Adam, you gave the Cash of the Castle uh an eight and a half. Uh, Parker, what did you what What did you make of the whole event? What grade would you give it?
0: You know, I, I feel like I, I was originally going to go that way. But, I mean, you know, the glorified house show thing, I, I feel like we, we can't really downplay that enough. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go 7 out of 10, but I, that doesn't make it a bad show. I mean, there's some there's some uh, matches on the show. And, and of course, he's going to give it a high rating. He was there for God's sake. I'd give it a <laughs> 10 if I was there. My God. But, no, no. Overall, match quality was really good. Uh, I know I keep saying house show, but that would be a little bit disrespectful to matches like Gunther and Sheamus. I thought the main event delivered. I think that everybody in Cardiff really thought that Claymore was going to do it. And uh, I thought it was a really nice wrinkle in the Bloodline storyline as well. I thought the women did good for all the time that they were given. Uh, Overall, just a really solid show for WWE. Almost like they're doing kind of overkill right now with Worlds Collide. But, uh, you know, really good weekend of wrestling, man. Really excited. And, you know, All Outs tonight, too. I mean, God, yeah, I'm, man. Let's, I'm stoked let's for All Out.
1: Let's get on to that, Parker. Let's start with you, man. Let's uh, AEW All Out tonight. Um, CM Punk versus John Moxley is the main event. CM Punk is back in the fold for those of you that obviously saw Dynamite last week, uh, he accepted the uh, the challenge. It was, I think, we kind of all knew it was going to happen. Like I said to you, Parker many times, it's in Chicago. It's the only person ever in the main event in Chicago is CM Punk. It seems to be that, you know, it's all AEW now to do in Chicago right now is book CM Punk. Parker, what are you? What do you think will happen tonight? I know Adam, you've got some views on what will happen tonight. Mm. Parker, uh, CM Punk, John Moxley, are we going to see MJF? Are we gonna see Adam Cole? What tonight what are you, what are you thinking about tonight's event?
0: I honestly felt like if if Maxwell Jacob Freeman was gonna get involved, if kind of would have already happened uh, with that whole open contract situation we had on Wednesday night, I'm not gonna lie to you guys, I'm a punk mark, I'm an AEW mark. I don't know where the hell they're going with this storyline. I really don't. I mean, you have you have Punk out there and supposedly break his foot, then he comes out there and tries to sell the crowd he's retiring, and then Ace Steel comes out there and gives like a Rocky 3 speech and then all <laughs> of a sudden Punk wants to fight again and Punk's saying shit that only people from Chicago could understand, just like there's stuff that people probably say in Cardiff that only people in Cardiff could understand. And you know, it's just not really relatable and there seems to be no sense of direction with this CM Punk versus John Moxley thing. To me, the only way you're going to be able to make up for kind of the disparity of how things have been going with this feud and kind of how underwhelming it's been as if these two just go out there and absolutely knock it out the park, uh, tonight. Um, obviously we're a couple hours away. Um, but I mean, just a loaded card overall. I think Punk's going over here. I think it's a no brainer. I think that this entire thing, like I said, was crafted just for CM Punk to go over in Chicago. They want to send the the, the crowd home happy. But, I mean, overall, just a stacked card. I mean, you got the elite Kenny Omega and the Bucks versus Dark Order and Hangman Adam Page as the final of the AEW trios tournament. It's going to be interesting there seeing kind of Hangman Page and uh, Kenny kind of interacting for the first time or since Kenny's return. You got the Fatal 4-Way for the vacated AEW's woman title, which, I mean, obviously, I think everybody knows they're going to put that on Britt Baker. But they could go Hikaru. Some people say it's too soon for Tony. Definitely not going on Jamie Hayter. I love the acclaim, but I just don't see them going over on Swerve in Our Glory, but that should be a fun match. Jade Cargill just beating up another former WWE diva, um, or woman, excuse me. Um, Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs. I'd I, I love for Hobbs to go over there, but I think Starks going to. Uh, we got the pinnacle, or the new pinnacle, take on Motor City Machine Guns, which I think is a pleasant surprise, right? But um, I, I think it's obvious he's going over in that instance. And then, oh, my God. And then, honestly, one of the more interesting points of the night, you got the casino ladder, uh, uh just the ladder match, I think is what it's called. Yeah, yeah,
2: Christina y- Royale y- ladder match. Yeah. Yep,
0: that's right. Yep. Claudio, yes. Yuta, Penta, Ray, Dante, Rush, Andrade. And then the Joker, which people are speculating, is Adam Cole, uh, who is finally healed up and return from injury. So I don't expect that to be MJF. I expect that to be Adam Cole. Yeah, uh, you got Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage, which will be fun. Brian Dancer versus Chris Jericho. House of Black versus Miro. Sting, Darby. Pack versus Kip Sabian, All Atlantic, which will be interesting. Hook versus Angelo Parker. And then Tomihira Ishii versus Eddie Kingston, which is a Capital Collision, which is where I was at New Japan rematch. So, I mean, I, I'm not going to, lie to you guys. I got to be up pretty early tomorrow for work, and this is a whoa, well, whoa. Well, how the hell do
1: how do you think we feel?
0: <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. I, 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 I definitely embrace this problem, and I love this problem. But yeah, man, man, I got to think about the fatigue of the crowd in Chicago when you're it's making them long, sit this many matches.
2: Card, man. They've That's been there all week though, as well, haven't they? Yeah, yeah yes, dynamo, I never get tired of my
1: rampage. Give me another line um, uh, yeah. I know, right? But like, Park even listening to you read off the matches, I thought that took five minutes. I mean, the uh, the, the exactly the pay per view doesn't start till one a.m. for me and Adam. It's probably not going to yeah. finish. Oh till, my God. It's Probably not going to finish till I'm going to guess oh, yes. 5 a.m. Yeah. I start yeah. work. I start work at six a.m. Adam, but uh, <laughs> Adam, where where do you um, where are you sitting with AEW right now, my friend?
2: So. I think I mentioned this to you the other day. I I loved it. I I love AW. Don't get me wrong. I love AW. There's just a couple of times, and this week and last week, Will Ospreay, Aussie Open. I can't watch. And it's simply because, and again, this may be because it's not to my taste as a fan. I can't deal with these multiple big spots, 58 super kicks, having to hit 16 finishes to get the job done. I don't like that part of it. And it's not just those guys. I think... I shit myself when Darby Allen's in the ring because I find himself when he's in the ring. I find him like too quick, if that makes sense. Like obviously we all know that you've got to protect the guy that you're in the ring with. And I and I just think when you see him dart off that rope and fly through that middle rope, he's gonna kill himself or kill the guy one of these days. Um but in terms of the pay per view, I'm actually really looking forward to. It. I have a theory about MJF, which I've already said about. Maybe a bit of WWE old school booking at the end. Yeah, interim. tell
1: her, for me, We were talking before <laughs> we went. Go and tell us yours. So, story.
2: how my theory is, I I, I probably get it Let's right. See now. what Parker I, thinks about this. Yeah, I get it that it's probably going to be Adam Cole as the Joker, but hey, let me let me book it for a minute. Um, I, I said that MJF's going to win it. The Casino Battle row is going to come out of it, and it might not even come out when the Joker. It may be somebody else, and he attacks them or something like that. And then, as you said, Parker. Mocks punk beats seven bells out of each other for 30 minutes. Maybe punk goes over, <laughs> maybe he doesn't. Um, and then of course, you, that casino royale you can cash in anytime, right? It's a bit like money in the bank, is it not? From what from what I recall, and of course, that's yeah, a
0: good point.
2: As I- the biggest hill at MJF, and of course, MJF's the biggest hill game, right? So, what would be the best way to go? You know, obviously, and he's going to get a pop if he does it anyway, regardless, because it's MJF, but. He comes in at the end of that match and says, okay, my turn. I'm cashing Mm. in. Boom. Wins it.
1: What way to go after, yeah. And it goes off the air. I don't know. That's just my fantasy. And that's kind of old school. (laughs) Like you said earlier, Adam, that will make people want to watch the next show. And I think that's kind of where AEW have not been lacking recently. I've I've enjoyed Dynamite. Mm, yeah, uh haven't enjoyed Rampage. That's just fucking terrible. That's not up, up it uh, I don't that's even up, watch like, it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that's up there. I, I,
0: like I have to like remind myself to dude, watch it. Dude, Adam like, told oh, yeah, Adam me. Things, Adam was telling me some things.
1: Adam telling me some things before we started recording that. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know, dude. I don't even watch it. But I think if AEW need to, they need to get to that stage where you're thinking, man, like me and Adam, you will know this, and Parky mm-hmm. back at the Attitude Era, you're like, I am watching next week this is going to mm-hmm. be incredible imagine if mjf is standing in the ring holding up the aew world title at the end of the show leave it there go off the air and then everyone's thinking wow uh, i'm 100% shooting into dynamite or he just comes out do you remember when um Punk left the WWE money in the bank mm-hmm. and then come
2: back after at the end of raw just stands at be... the
1: top of the ramp or something
2: yeah it just comes out maybe something like that but i don't think that's the only reason I would say I don't think he would do that is it's kind of not him, is it? He's just that arrogant sort of piece of shit here, isn't he? That <laughs> you, know, mm-hmm. you just want to beat up, right? Yeah. So that's I, I, you know, maybe he'd come out of that way. I don't know, but well, I it think. Says he, the-
0: it says the winner of the casino battle Royale receives a world title match of their respective gender. So I don't think you can cash it in like a contract, but okay, I like your theory. I look uh, realistically, I feel like MJF should win that ladder match, mm. but Adam Cole's coming back. They yeah. like to, they, they like to keep Adam Cole busy, uh, treat him like a top guy. Cause he is. And I think tonight will be kind of a return to form them. We're going to see a lot of their top superstars back on pay-per-view action. I think that's a big reason. AWTV has been kind of bad lately in general, but mm. overall, I think that this pay-per-view Punk's going to win. I think it's going to be a slug fest and you're going to have MJF have a face down with him because the yep. plan always was him and MJF at all yep. out. Things didn't work out like that, but I think that crowd is going to go insane. If, if MJF faces off with Punk to just even go off the pay-per-view
2: quick side to side Parker, do you think Adam Page might turn heel and join uh, Kenny Omega in the buck?
0: Oh man, that's such a good question. I, I've seen a lot of people speculating about that today. Uh, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know if it's going to be about him aligning with them or more so mm. them kind of making right with him. And, you know, you know, I feel bad for his dark order because I, I feel like this was yeah. a bad spot to put them in because, yeah. you know, I mean, obviously, Stu Grayson and people are getting released left and right. And mm. the dark order is kind of a show well, of it's Bobby Fish,
2: Bobby Fish, Bobby this Fish
1: week. got released. He's gone, but they reckon he could be heading back to WWE. Would, well, he, he hasn't
0: been released yet but he Mm -hmm. went on his little podcast and and went on a tirade, but I mean, he's like 50 years old anyway. So, I mean, I I don't know, I don't know why he's even doing that. I mean, if you don't agree with the way things are going down, that's fine. But I mean, he clearly showed where his bias was. He's a triple H guy. That's fine. I don't, I don't see mm. what big long career he's gonna have or what he benefits from going back to WWE without his friends, but that's just me. Mm. How that, much that's do you think that? How talk much, about? How
1: much do you think that plays on the former WWE guys' mind now, Adam? You know, uh, uh, Parker. Sorry, mate. The, no, the no. guys that are in AEW uh, now. Obviously, left when Vince McMahon was there. How do you think they feel now that Triple H is there? And there's obviously been rumours circulating around the internet that See, this, is, this H, is why we're Triple attacking. H, H, yeah, it, it, that, my mind. Yeah, they're poaching the WWE guys now. What do you do? You think that these AEW guys now are thinking? Hang on a minute. I wouldn't mind going back to WWE, or is that just me? thinking too much into it
0: no I, th- that seems to be the general consensus right now but here's my thing a lot of this really comes down to where you get your information from and in reporting am i sitting here saying that i don't think that a couple of these guys aren't kind of turning their head and going you know what if i just stayed a little bit longer sure but for every one of those guys there's another guy like Swerf scott says i'm happy for hit row i'm glad they're getting their second chance but i'm happy in AEW. there's a lot of people that are happy in AEW, and they want to be there I, one guy i want to talk about in particular and i was and you beat me to it uh but we didn't talk about this guy in particular yet is malachi black uh malachi black has been dealing with a career threatening back injury it's a big reason he hasn't really been in a lot of singles action or been as active as he initially was back in his wwe run uh he even told Tony, you know, I'm I might need to get out of this contract just for like my own my own sanity, my own health, my own physical and mental health. So I mean th- these were kind of some outside circumstances that were kind of beyond his control, but apparently he ended up getting the, the rehab and therapy that he needed, and he's back on track and he's happy in AW. But I will say that I feel like people are just kind of floating out there right now that everybody's unhappy in AEW just because things are going well mm. in WWE, and I really don't think that that's the case. I think that Bobby Fish, at the end of the day, is just mad that he's not on TV a lot anymore. But, I mean, if you want to just be real, Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly had to get neck surgery. Uh, you know, Kenny didn't come back when they wanted him to. They wanted to fast-track the Undisputed Elite versus the Elite, but they couldn't do that. That that's, That is on hold. So, yes, Bobby Fish, you're not going to be on TV as much. I guess from a business sense, I don't understand why a guy like Bobby Fish would even want to leave knowing that, you know, his bread and butter, what he's basically known for, he's leaving it behind in AEW. I mean, it's not like he's going to go to WWE and become, you know, universal champion. I mean, the dude's literally the tail end of his career. But as far as like people thinking is the grass greener on the other side you know, if if I had done this, I'd done that. I mean, it's easy to sit here and say all that stuff. But at the end of the day, I think a lot of these guys in both promotions and women are a lot happier. I think, you know, underutilization is underutilization, whether it's AEW or WWE. So I don't think there's as much animosity as people like to say. And I don't think that, you know, everything's as chaotic as everybody likes to say either. And, you know, I I think people definitely like to push narratives now that, you know, it's a little bit more of an even playing field now that AEW, WWE, now, now that Triple H took over.
1: Mm, most definitely adam we'll give you the last word on this my man before we close out the show do you think it is a case of these former wwe guys now thinking oh hang on a minute triple h is here vince is gone um Maybe things are getting better over there. Maybe I can go back, or is it a case of let's not all like want to jump ship and go back because you know we've only got Raw and SmackDown, and they're already seeing on AEW. Can't all get TV time? There's some great look at you yeah. know we've only just recently started seeing more of Kevin Owens. He hasn't didn't get an awful lot of TV time, and I love the dude. You know, he wasn't even at Clash of the Castle. I think that was due no. to, to his demeanor, why he can't fly either. As well, there's, there's a lot of that going on this weekend. But um, <laughs> what do you think? Do you think the Triple H effect is going to affect the guys over in AEW? I think there'll always be a little bit. I mean,
2: Triple H, if you look at the NXT guys, they had such a close bond with Triple H and Sean. Uh, I agree with Parker. I think a lot of it's been blown out of all proportion. I think as soon as there was a little bit of turbulence with AEW, you started hearing little bits and pieces, it gets played up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't doubt that a couple of them have probably thought, or well, maybe, you know, stayed a bit longer. But Malachi and Miro are way gone. Before all this had happened, obviously Malachi has used.
0: Yeah, I forgot I think, about Miro. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, Well, everyone did. Even when he started at AEW, he went off for a bit due to injury. Um, so I don't really, I don't read a lot into it. Um, I, I think, as I said, I think some of them will always say, "Oh, if I'd stayed a bit longer." But I just think AEW's had its first bit of turbulence, and people are
1: blowing out a bit of proportion. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, it, it, this is wrestling. It happens. You know what I mean? It happens in WWE. It happens in WCW. It happens in TNA. This is wrestling. But one thing I will say about the the reporting on what's going on in AEW. Some of these reporters need shooting, man. Some of the stuff that they're yeah. reporting about what's going on in AEW. I'm no one. I'm just a dude on the couch. But, uh, you know, I'm thinking this is complete. B.S. Some of the stuff. I think Parker, you got on someone about the whole Malachi Black thing. You, I think you tweeted out. I think it was the beginning of last week or the middle of last week about. Look, the dude was generally injured. You know, he he had an injury. Get your facts straight before you start doing this B.S. Reporting. You know what I mean? Yes, AEW isn't as good as it was when it first started, but that's professional wrestling. It happens. Jesus, WWE went. I went about three, four years of not watching Raw for three for three hours straight, fast forwarding most of it. AEW Dynamite. I watch it pretty much the whole way through. Yeah. Uh, and I mean recently I'm getting a little bit, okay,
0: this isn't great. Yeah, but I'm but still AD, I mean, realistically, it's injuries is what it's boiled down for. hundred percent brother. I mean, Brian 100%. Danielson's been hurt, Adam Cole, Kenny Omega, like they're they're missing their guys. All around Punk, the
2: same time as well, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was
0: bad. And and I'm not too proud to sit here and say that the that t- the TV was hard to get through at one point. I mean, mm-hmm. you got like your your S tier guys kind of on TV trying to like pick up the slack and they can't. They're not strong enough, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I, I think injuries were a big part. Yeah, oh, 100%. 100% injuries were a big part. But, man, Adam, it's been amazing to have you on the podcast. Uh, just while you're here, man, thanks so much for the support that you've given our podcast. Obviously, me and Parker, Boys. we're new to this. We're not new to the podcasting game, but we're new to yep. getting the old hit in the turnbuckles. So thanks for all the support that you, you've given us, my man. It, uh, it's really Boys. good. And uh, just quickly, we need to get this out there because a few people have messaged me asking this. Adam, just tell people how the hell me and you met. That was all to do
2: with our life. There's there's two there's two loves that we have that are the same. One's <laughs> wrestling and the other one's Tottenham. I, I don't follow NFL, so uh, forgive me. Um, but yeah, so it was all wrestling. I mean, we've been to shows together, we've been we even we even went and saw TNA for our sins, right? At Wembley oh, geez, uh, when, yeah, we did. when they messed up a lot of the uh, video when Hogan was coming out and it was like Jarrett's music or something like that. I yep. can't, you know, drop off the top of my head, but yeah, we've known each other. Crimes. I mean what? I don't know where I even go was that. that was when, like, did we, when did we meet Stone Cold at H&B Oh, That was London? the first time we'd met. We I was yeah. queuing up at HMB in London at 3am to meet Stone Cold Steve Austin and this handsome yellow fellow walked past. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then I turned up. And then you come past, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and, and it's just gone from there. And I think sometimes, as you do, you get talking in wrestling queues, don't you? Mm-hmm. Um, but, there, but there's few that you talk to and you click with and then you then go and meet, you know, yeah, have a go to wrestling in future or you agree to me, I'll be able swear. You only get to that with very few and you were one of those lucky people.
1: Yeah, man. I appreciate <laughs> it, man. Let's, uh, hopefully we're going to do it again. Like I say, I was chatting to you the other day when Raw's over here next month. Yes. Let me know. I'll uh, I'll definitely come to that and hopefully AW get over here soon. Oh, I can't wait for that. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. We'll have to get Parker on a flight over here. If first, it wasn't we'll to for the pandemic. We, no, you got to come see me first. <laughs> uh, well, Parker, it's funny you should say that, my man, because the next time we record, I'm going to be in the USA.
0: Bye, enemy lions.
1: I'm going to be, I'm going to be in the USA, my friend. So I don't know how we're going to do it, but uh, I'm flying over on Thursday. For uh, for those that don't know me and Parker are big NFL fans, the mighty Washington commanders. Uh, So Parker, I'm literally going to see you next Sunday, my
0: friend. I know we're 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 a week out now as officially of today. Uh, we, we normally talk wrestling every week, but it's about that time of the year that uh, our commanders let us down, and we'll see if they're going to do it <laughs> easy or not. So I'm hey, excited Andy, to see,
2: mate. Andy, from a, from a football perspective,
1: you should be used to clubs letting you down. We've been Tottenham fans, for yeah, for we, years. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tottenham, Flippin' Washington, and uh, Dunstable. But well, they might be Dunstable, don't let me down. But Adam, thanks so much, my man. Honestly, pleasure. I really mean it. It's always good to chop uh, up wrestling with you, man. I'll catch up yep. with you soon. We'll, uh, we'll hit yep. some wrestling events. Parker, mm. my man, I'll, uh, I'll see you in like seven days, my friend.
0: Hey, we'll be talking for them because tonight is all out. Tonight yeah, is all out. God. Let's go. I think. We're wrestling. Just, I, we'll I take think.
1: It. I might not even just check the AEW Twitter when I wake up in the morning. I think I might just click on Parker's just to see what's doing yeah, yeah, Just what click the WhatsApp. Just to go. <laughs> just to click the WhatsApp. My messages are going to be popping. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you go and check us out on. Uh, all social media. We're trying to spread the word about the uh, the podcast. So I get that there's a lot of wrestling podcasts out there, but uh, go and check us out on Twitter at HTT Buckle, uh, the link tree, uh, linktree.ee slash HTT Buckle. Uh, we're getting everything going. We're slowly building up our following. We're getting weekly content out. We're getting the shows out and uh, me and Parker, to keep doing this. I know we're going to have some more great guests like Adam coming up in the future. But Adam, thanks, my man Parker. I'll speak to you soon. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast till next time, everybody. Stay safe.